You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcasts on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we are going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to talk about not the the beef that the Packers have between Rodgers and the Packers. That just doesn't seem productive. We don't have any new information on that. We're not going to do that. We're going to talk about two things. One is trades. And the other is drama. Drama. Okay. But but not in a melodramatic way. We're going to talk about what would be what would create the most um, actual tension and drama in this situation coming up in a little bit. Let's start with the trade piece of this. I see so many garbage trades. So let's start from this point. The Packers are not trading Aaron Rodgers if they don't have to. That's that is the baseline starting point here. That means in order for them to want to deal him, it is going to take a crazy offer, a crazy offer. And and part of the reason why that is the case is number one, it's Aaron Rodgers. And number two, financially, the Packers would have to take a considerable cap hit eating the Rodgers dead money in 2021. And unless whatever team is out there can offer a significant remedy for that, that's just a reality. And so you have to pay for that. You have to pay that cost because the Packers are incurring that cost. So not only are you paying for a future Hall of Fame quarterback coming off an MVP season, you have to pay for essentially Green Bay's pain and suffering. Or you're not getting Aaron Rodgers. And you talk to these Broncos fans, and it's mostly the Broncos fans. The Raiders fans are just sort of like, yeah, it would be cool to get him, but like we know we don't have that much stuff to give. And Broncos fans are like, two firsts and our backup offensive lineman and take it or leave it. And it's like, okay, cool. Aaron will be retiring then. He'll be playing Jeopardy. Because Green Bay is not doing that. They're just not doing that. And if and if you think that's too much to, to go above and beyond that, that's great. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are not giving away Aaron Rodgers. And we talked yesterday about the value of, of being able to see Jordan Love. They're going to get some time seeing Love before June 1 when it finally becomes somewhat palatable to trade Rodgers. When it's no longer the 30 plus million in dead cap. Um, but even then, it's still money. I mean, it's still real money that it's going to cost Green Bay 17 plus million in dead cap. So you still have to pay for that. Again, Green Bay will have seen some Jordan Love. And that I think will affect how this all plays out. 
But so if you're Green Bay, you're going, unless someone just comes over the top with something crazy, with something crazy, you're just not doing it. And I got pushback on Twitter from people that are like, well, but if if Denver offers you know, this crap package, you have to th- consider it. No, I don't. No, I don't. Aaron Rodgers is under contract. He's under contract for three more years. So if he wants to play, the ball is in Green Bay's court. The Packers have the leverage here with Rodgers if he wants to play. And all the indications are he wants to play. So if he wants to play, he has to play essentially on Green Bay's terms. And the fact that, you know, we had the initial reporting um, that happened for whatever reasons it happened. And let's just take the least cynical view of it. Adam Schefter, you know, thought he was going to get jumped. He goes with the reporting. A couple other reporters empty their clips. And, you know, they've heard some things. And so they report that Charles Robinson reports his thing. Ian Rappaport reports his thing. And let's just say that that's true. Well, guess what hasn't happened since then? Anything. This has not ratcheted up in intensity. And it hasn't, I wouldn't say it has ratcheted down in intensity, but the the people close to Rodgers are relaying that this is fixable, that this can be fixed and that and that this can all come to a not a sunny conclusion because you know the, the damage has been done to a certain degree but that Rodgers could come back conceivably and play for the Packers this is not the he's done he's out there's no chance it's over that is not the the consensus view anymore it is that this is going to be difficult but that it can be done and ultimately it seems as though the consensus view now is very different than it was a week or two ago that look the, the thing that makes sense for both teams is to, to come to some sort of agreement and one of the big reasons is these teams are just not going to do what is necessary to trade for him not now not when Green Bay wants him Green Bay wants to keep Aaron Rodgers that's the key thing here for at least 2021 and, and potentially beyond Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers and, you know, some of these other quarterbacks who've been traded, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, their teams didn't want them. That's the key difference. Their teams didn't want them. So, yeah, they were quote unquote franchise players. They were on monster deals. They were former top picks. They had they had some level of success with their team, but their teams wanted to move on. The Packers do not want to move on from Aaron Rodgers, at least not yet. And so in order to get him, it is going to take a monster package that's what she said and bill huber had a report you know he talked to um some people albert breer talked to some people his his um one of the the trade proposals from albert breer was drew lock bradley chubb dalton risner a 2022 first 2022 second 2023 first and 2024 first that's a lot I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. The Packers like Drew Locke. Bradley Chubb is a, a very good young player. Um, Dalton Risner is a potential starting offensive lineman that I think Green Bay was interested in pre-draft. And then you're getting three first-round picks in a second. That's a, that's a pretty good trade. Um, the executive that Bill Huber talked to added, you know, three first-round picks, um, some good players, and he said... Denver's got to pay the Chubb extension. They got to pay the Chubb extension. 
which really means they've got to pay the guaranteed money. You've got to give Chubb whatever the deal is that he wants. You've got to give him the signing bonus. And then you've got to trade him to us, which means that Green Bay would get him at, you know, all of the the base salaries, whereas Denver is eating the, the signing bonus, which they can spread out over years, but they've still got to eat that. They've still got to pay that. And, and you know, this is an executive saying, I think this is reasonable. I mean, these are the lengths that teams are going to have to go to if they want to pry Rodgers away from Green Bay. Now, the reason we know teams could be willing to do that is if you look at the, and this is something that, that Robert Mays and, and uh, Nate Tice talked about on the Athletic Football Show. Think about what the, the Chiefs did. They gave up two firsts and a third to get Patrick Mahomes. Then they gave up a first and a pick swap, a second, third pick swap to get Frank Clark. And they paid Sammy Watkins a boatload of money and they used a first round pick on a running back. So we're talking about essentially four first round picks used on Patrick Mahomes because you're wasting that running back. You're getting, you know, this above replacement level play from a defensive end, but like really only for the 2019 season. Frank Clark was was not an impact player last year. And you're having to pay him top of market money. You had to pay Sammy Watkins top of market money and then restructure that contract because of your salary cap situation. And you know what? The Chiefs would do that deal a hundred times out of a hundred. A hundred times out of a hundred. If it was just, hey, you just have to eat that first round pick. And then you go sign a running back off the street, which you could, and probably get the same productivity that you got from Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which my buddy Josh Hermesmeyer refers to not as C-E-H, but as M-E-H. <laughs> that, that's worth it for, for Patrick Mahomes. And, and more. And more. You know, the CBA does restrict the amount of picks that can be traded, first-round picks. But, like, who cares? There are ways around all of this. If you're Denver... You know, the, the the deal that that was proposed there was was Locke, Chubb, Risner, and and three firsts and a second. The conversation starts there, but but better. It's Judy, it's Fant, it's three firsts, and that is that is like so. I answer the phone if I'm Brian Gutekunst, and then we're figuring out what else you're going to give me. I mean, that's the that's the, that's just to have a conversation about this. I mean, I like the idea of saying, okay, yeah, you got to put Chubb in the deal too and you got to pay him. And then you can have Rodgers. Now, there is an interesting question about whether you want Drew Locke. Do you want Drew Locke? Do you want Teddy Bridgewater? Do you want Derek Carr? I mean, this is why the Raiders, I don't think, are in the mix because their offer is Carr and what else? What else? I mean, unless you're unless you're offering car rugs, Waller, and you know three firsts, I just and then and then what team do you have? By the way, Raiders, please offer that because then Aaron Rodgers is not only going to an AFC team, he's going to an AFC team who will undoubtedly be bad, just bad. That team has no defense, and and you're taking away the only weapons that they have. In a year, could they sign Devontae Adams? Sure, but in 2021. It's a bad team. And guess what? You, you're getting that first round pick in a tough division. In a tough division. But I do think there is this very real question that we have to ask. 
does Green Bay, in whatever trade that they're trying to put together, do they want a quarterback in return? The If they do, why? So if, and this is, this is an important question, if they want someone to just play this year and give Jordan Love the maximum opportunity to be on the field only when he is ready, I suppose I understand why you would do that. And if you could get a high-level starter in return, you feel like you can compete now. This this offense is good enough in year one, in 2021, to be you know a, a top five, top eight kind of offense. If you think the defense can take a little bit of a step with Joe Barry and, and Eric Stokes and, and some of the improvements that you think are going to happen internally, then, then you want to compete this year and then hand it over to Jordan Love. I can understand why you wouldn't want to waste one season, I guess. To me, there is a cutoff there of reasonable players that you can want. I, Drew Locke for me, no thanks. No thanks. Because he is a, a lottery ticket in the way Jordan Love was. And yes, Green Bay liked him. But what if he goes out and plays just well enough to beat out Love and then goes out and plays crappy in, in the games? Well, he's the young guy. And, and now what? Now you've sort of you, you've hitched your wagon to him versus Love. You as an organization look bad and it, it's not going well. And, and you moved on from a superstar quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater. How is he helping you this year? Can you win a Super Bowl? Can the Packers win a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater? I find that hard to believe. And I like Teddy, but he's like the 20th best QB in the league. 22nd, 18th, somewhere in there. It doesn't I mean, it doesn't really matter after after the top like 12. And that's why the Raiders are interesting because they could give you they could give you Derek Carr. But but do you want Derek Carr for one season? Because if what you want is a guy to compete, and then you go out and you compete, are you are you going to trade Aaron Rodgers to get a bridge quarterback who you're then going to also trade in a year? Because if you're going to do that, just put Jordan Love out there. Why wouldn't you just play Jordan Love? How much difference is that year really going to make? And I don't I mean I don't have a good answer for that. So maybe what you want is Marcus Mariota. Familiar familiarity with Matt LaFleur. Knows this offense, could be good in this offense, but isn't going to be so good that by week 8 you can't say, "Hey Jordan Love, you're in." That's an interesting proposal. The problem for the Raiders, they don't have anything else to offer. <laughs> Because because the same deal that I mentioned with Carr and Waller and Ruggs with Mariota, it's not nearly as appealing. Not nearly as appealing. Like I, I think you'd have to give like your whole 2022 draft, your whole 2023 draft, Waller, Ruggs, and Mariota. Like you have to go, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three. And I, 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 they, they're probably not going to do that. But I mean, they might, right? They might. The Raiders are wild. And and that's the other part of this. Even if you could trade four or five first round picks. No. What does Matt LaFleur want with a 2025 pick? 
What does Brian Gutekinds want with a 2025 pick? If they still need those picks, then they're screwed. They're fired. They're out of a job. So what you need is a couple picks and a couple players. That has to be the package. That has to be how this works because that's the way that you maximize this. Now you need to prop up Jordan Love. You need to give him the best opportunity to succeed. And this is all predicated on the idea that you think at least, at least in a year that Jordan Love can be the guy. At least. And we're going to talk about that part of this in just a second. Listen up, Packer fans. Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and they're offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T Text Draft to 231231, this unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels to increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, right now, they'll send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates apply. So the Jordan Love piece of this. I said this on Twitter yesterday, and and that was part of what started some of the trade discussions that we had on Twitter. I said, for those people who want maximum drama, whether that's Packer fans, whether that's Bears fans, whatever it is, NFL observers, you want Jordan Love to look good in camp. Why is that? Well, if Love looks bad, then you have to move heaven and earth to get Aaron Rodgers back. I and, and so I know that seems like a weird thing to say because the pushback I got from some people and some media people that I talked to was, well, aren't they already doing that? And to that, I'm answering sort of, sort of. I mean, we, we have reports that they've offered him a top of market deal, making the highest paid quarterback in the league. Number one, what do those contracts look like? You know, that he might be the highest paid quarterback in the league for two years. And then the Packers can get out of it. And maybe that's not what Rodgers wants. The other thing is, I just don't believe that right now at this juncture, they are doing things like offering him personnel control. I don't think they're doing things like saying, hey, yeah, let's have you, you know, pick out some players and we'll try and sign them in a year. They're not doing that. I just, I don't believe that they are doing that. And they could, they could, but they won't if they don't have to. And that's where the rubber meets the road on this. If Jordan Love is bad, you have to do almost literally everything you can and anything you can to get Aaron Rodgers back. I mean, if he wants Jordy Nelson to be the offensive coordinator, you know, he loves Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe they'll be co-OCs. You, you, you look into it because you have a team ready to compete for a Super Bowl right now if Rodgers comes back. We talked about this yesterday. This is a team ready to compete right now. They could win the Super Bowl in 2021. Well, 2022, but it's the 2021 season. They could win it right now. And you only have so many opportunities to do that. And if you screw this up and you, and, and you trade Rodgers and Jordan Love sucks, you're getting fired, Brian Gutekunst. And maybe... If Jordan Love sucks, then Rodgers can say, okay, Goody's out. 
And by the way, the Packers can reasonably say, not only did our GM help screw up this relationship that he should have been salving, but he was his call on the quarterback and he's not, he's not good. He's just not good. And so this is how you sell it. That's the drama. That's the drama. If love is good, the Packers don't have to do anything. They don't have to do anything. If love is bad, you have to get Rodgers back. You have to do it. If love is good, you can say, Aaron, you can. You, we want you back. And, and they do. I mean, I, I, I really firmly believe that they want him back. But they want him. Then, then they can say, we want you back on our terms. Our terms. You're going to play. The coaches are going to coach. And the GM and the front office are going to GM in front office. And you don't, you don't do that. And we're not going to trade you. You're going to come play or you're going to retire. Or you're going to retire. And, you know, I called it trench warfare. We're going to see how far each side digs in. Don't you think if Jordan Love is good, if the reports are glowing out of OTAs and minicamps, hey, you know who's looking good? You know who's working out with Equinemia St. Brown? And you can tell on the field those guys have a, a rapport. He's throwing lasers out there. You don't think Rodgers is going, somebody somebody put my, my, my helmet and shoulder pads on the plane. We're going to Green Bay. You don't think he's going, yeah, I'll show them. I'll show them who looks good. Let me out there. You don't think that's going to happen? And maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe, you know, Ben Fennell said this on a podcast the other day. He said, you know, I, I, he, he felt like, you know, Rodgers was advocate. Part of this was advocating for Jordan Love. Now, I think Ben is great. I think Ben is smart. I do not agree with, with that take. Um, but, you know, maybe he's like, look, I, I, look, he's ready. He's ready. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. I don't think that will happen. I don't think that will happen. But love being good increases Green Bay's leverage. It discourages them from acquiescing to Rodgers. But it doesn't really change Rodgers' actual position that much. Now, it could change his feelings. It could change his perception of the situation. But from a leverage standpoint, it doesn't really change anything for him. He still would be unhappy. The Packers would still be unwilling to give him theoretically what he wants. And you'd go, okay, how does this get resolved? And then it's someone's got to blink. It's a staring contest. And I, look, I don't know. I don't know how it would play itself out. I, I, I continue to believe that this is going to get resolved. That Rodgers is going to come back. It is the thing that makes the most sense for all sides. And, you know, unless Seattle calls and says, you know, Aaron... We'll give you personnel control. Um, Russ is not thrilled here anyway. We actually think that uh, this is this is you know the milk here is sour. The, the the well is poisoned. Pick a metaphor, and you know Russ gets to go home to Wisconsin, home. <laughs> he played one season at Wisconsin, and Aaron can come play here, and uh, we'll give him the control that he wants. He can be buddies with Pete Carroll. They can talk about conspiracy theories, and you know there it is. That works. That works. That's not going to happen. It's a, it's a really fun hypothetical. That's not going to happen. So to really see 
to really see who has the intestinal fortitude to let this play out to the very last minute. Jordan Love has to be good. Because it, it it doesn't undercut Green Bay's leverage and it doesn't really change Aaron Rodgers. And I, I suppose you could argue that it, that it hurts Rodgers' leverage because then Green Bay can, can more credibly say, we're happy to let you sit. I mean, I think Rodgers now is going, you, you don't want me to sit. You don't have anybody else. Love's not ready. He's not ready. If he goes out and looks closer to ready than maybe we thought he was, Maybe that does hurt Rodgers. Now, maybe it doesn't. And maybe he doesn't feel like it changes anything because maybe it's the case that he didn't ever want to come back. And so it just is what it is. I'm 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 fascinated by this. Fascinated by how it's going to play out. And and like I said, I have a, a, a gut feeling. It seems like we're trending in that direction. I just, I, I, I still struggle with what is he, what, what is it going to look like? What is it going to look like? And and we're getting a, a Rogers discussion in a week. He's going to be on Kenny Maine's last Sports Center, which also happens to be the night of the first paid practices for Green Bay. Uh, interesting. Now you know Rogers may not have known that when he agreed to to do the show, or or maybe he did. And and maybe that's part of the strategic thing here. Maybe he shows up um, with a, a, a comically oversized hat and goes, it's a funny hat, um, and just continues the bit. I, I don't think he'll say anything on the show. I don't think he'll say anything about the situation. I think he'll, he'll um, you know, sort of deflect and obfuscate and just say, well, you know, shucks. He'll give the, the that old thing. Like, just, just envision it. What is, what is the headline in your mind? What is the headline? Packers agree to what? Packers and Rodgers agree to what? I have a really hard time seeing Packers agree to trade Rodgers. I just I just don't see it. Unless some team just absolutely loses their mind. So what is the end game? What is the end game? I mean, what if it's what if I mean this would be you know, some some master manipulator stuff. Roger signs a deal. He's got a handshake agreement that he's going to be more part of, you know, um, the the future and and the personnel decisions and coaching and all that stuff. And he signs a deal for less money, for less money. And he goes, look, I was trying to tell you it wasn't about the money. So he can say and and save face credibly, you know, such that he feels like he needs to. And he may not he may not feel like he needs to. And say, look, it wasn't about the money. In fact, I wanted to, to help out and give them more flexibility. I just wanted them to commit to me being the guy long term. Maybe. I think more likely it's some sort of short year, short deal. And, and Andrew Brandt suggested take part of his 2022 salary, turn it into a roster bonus, and make it payable so that the Packers have to make a decision. That if he's on the roster, when the new league year starts... He's the guy, and if he's not, then you know you have to make the decision before the year. Okay, you're not back, and maybe you rework that in with a raise or something like that. I mean, there are, there are ways to do this. That's the that's the part I can't see. I think Rodgers and the Packers figure this out. I just right now I just don't know what that looks like. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sports betting needs before the next pitch, before the next tip off, before the next puck drop. Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great stuff there for you. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That's right. You put money in, they will match it up to 50%. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one yesterday. It was delicious. Uh, I had half of it thinking, I'll just I'll just have a little snack. And then it's sitting there staring me in the face, covered in chocolate, all of them covered in 100% chocolate. I was just like, yeah, I'll just have a bite. And then I had the other bite and then it's gone. And you had the whole thing. And guess what? I didn't have to feel guilty about it because they're all, even though covered in chocolate and taste delicious, the best tasting protein bar ever, we're talking about low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. It's a miracle. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We're going to be back tomorrow. Jason Hershorn, America's guest, coming up later in the week to talk more about Jordan Love, but but to talk about how the offense could change. It's going to be a football conversation, not a not a drama conversation, not as the Aaron Rodgers turns conversation. Uh, but uh, we you know we have to we have to check in on this stuff and and talk about it, especially as it's being discussed around the league, being discussed around the media. So um, you know, if you're sick of these discussions, I understand it, but uh, I do feel like it's an important part of of trying to get us through the offseason here. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers, like on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.